Hey, Biff, why does Waldo wear shirts with stripes? Why are we doing this? Why does Waldo wear shirts with stripes? He doesn't want to be spotted. Doesn't just want kill, to be spotted. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. All right. All right. Let's get it. Let's get in the 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 October Halloween season feel here. Um, hey, Biff, why don't jack-o'-lanterns trust pumpkins? I didn't know that was going to lead to another joke. Uh, why why don't jack-o'-lanterns uh, trust uh, pumpkins? They're seedy. And with that, I welcome all to Carnival Personnel. Hello, my exacerbated friend Biff. How are you? I, I'm I'm doing fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, this is Jacques, and you know, uh, I think I know the reason why I joke with this podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, you know. But speaking of, how great was it to have like it was Joe. fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Great to see, see um, uh, you know. Obviously, we got to see him on the uh, on the video, and uh, everybody got to well, everybody, you know, uh, is it, what's the count now? Whatever, but you know, all four of you got to uh, hear Joe. It was you know, and obviously, it was really the appropriate subject, as sad as it was, you know, somebody who who's a lot more studied in the uh, comedy genre than I am. So, uh, no, it was funny. Just just editing back the next day, yeah, was just you know hysterical. It 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 was great, and so sometimes we record the sideshow first. But we did it this week. But after we're done with this, we have another a local comedian coming yeah. on. I don't know if I should say local, but, you know, a New England staple, um, you know, sure, yeah. Greg Bogus. Very excited about that. Um, so tune in next week to hear somebody who uh, yeah. does funny for a living. Yeah. <laughs> you know, versus me. Uh, so it's funny. I had sent Biff and the FNH slash joke joke crew this morning a a shot of me um giving blood and i know biff is a big giving blood i'm sorry i don't mean to diminish your giving platelets kind of guy yeah yeah well so um a couple things right so number one uh i actually in a previous job um uh i worked with uh i i guess i'm not supposed to name client names but it just happens to be maybe the largest uh provider of blood supply in this country and so I'm very kind of, and that's kind of started me on this path of very regular blood giving. Uh, it's been a while for a combination of reasons, but uh, you know, COVID probably being one of them that's made the scheduling a little bit tougher for me, but you know, obviously I remain loyal to that group. So I, I gave, uh, I used to give platelets on a pretty regular basis, uh, you know, not as regular as it could possibly be, but once every six weeks or so I would give platelets and, the, the big thing about platelets is that we I get all of my red blood back. So I don't, it, it doesn't wipe me out for like, if I have to, you know, play Friday night hockey the next day or a couple of days later, it really has no impact on that because I still have the, you know, the, uh, the iron level, uh, you know, that's in the, uh, the red blood, the oxygen transport really hasn't been diminished. So uh, I, I liked it a lot, even though it was a bigger commitment on my time. And I think it's actually a bit, um, uh, the organization actually preferred uh, that because it actually kind of we're getting straight into the end product that they're really going to you know be using. So so maybe you can answer this. So yeah. I, I do what's called the double reds. Yep. Yep. 
And when you say you give platelets every six weeks, I can only give – so a regular donation you can do uh, – well, maybe it's different yeah. state to state, but here yeah. it's all once every eight weeks. Like if That's I correct. just want to give regular blood, I could only go once every eight weeks because I do this thing called double reds. It's every 16 weeks. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So, so because that's the, so that's um, regular blood essentially takes, it takes a certain amount of time for recovery, right? The body has to kind of replenish that supply. And so with whole blood, which is your typical one where they just, essentially it's the reverse IV where they put, they stab you and then the, the blood flows out of your, you know, uh, veins into the, uh, into their bag. And that's kind of, you know, the, the standard one, uh, what you're, what they're doing with you is they pump the, you know, the blood out and then they just, uh, take the uh, red uh, blood cells out and then give you the rest of the fluids back. So there's, that's the platelets and the plasma you get back. And so, you know, those are the people, I think those are the things that, that are really, really needed for a lot of the, the, you know, the, I think the actual blood loss thing, that's like the oxygen transporter aspect of it. I think that for the blood loss, I think that's the product that they use. Uh, the stuff that I use is for other types of pla- uh, replacement uh, therapy, I think. So, um, what, what eventually happens is that even when you give your regular blood, they send that blood. It's not, they, they don't do this thing where, except in very, very rare emergency cases where they hook one person up to the, you know, to uh, draw the blood and pump that blood straight into somebody else. They go through a, a process, manufacturing process and separate out all the con- components. And so then one of the components that they get out of it is red blood cells. So you've already done that separation for them. So it, once again, you know, people who do what you do, it takes a little bit, your blood uh, donation takes longer. What is it like, but maybe uh, an hour and a half? No, no. It's a, well, I, 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 every time I go, they always tell me what a really good bleeder I am. Okay. <laughs> like, so. like, yes, you can ask everybody who's ever punched me in the face on the ice. <laughs> I bleed like a mother. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. About 40 minutes, about a half hour to 40 yeah, minutes. So, uh, you know, it, and so, but you know, you like just end to end, right? There's like all this yeah. stuff, stuff that you have to do. Whereas, you know, uh, regular, you know, regular blood is about, you know, you know, unless there's a line or something like that, it's kind of like 30 minutes in and out the door. Like usually like you're on, you know, uh, depending on how well you bleed once again. But um, so, so yeah, but I think uh, for me that I've done that before, and it, it wipes me out because, you know, that's the oxygen transport aspect of the, uh, uh, of the blood. Right. So, but either way, what you're doing is also helpful for, you know, um, you know, whomever you're donating to, because essentially you've kind of skipped one of the, you know, you know, the steps where they've already separated the product out. So it's interesting because, um, and, and basically and, and typical F and H buddy fashion, like I, I, I posted saying, look, I'm a better person than all you guys. And then we spend the next half hour going round and round shitting on each other well, as, yeah as we should. Um, and then Paul Ruger, you know, piped in actually giving a heartfelt thing because he's actually been the recipient when he had a heart transplant, uh, right. uh, you know, a bl- but it's funny because, you know, well, I we did-, did that thing a while. I think we, I think you and I went to UCLA cause like essentially and, uh, whatever they were using. We and Maznick. To- yeah. yeah Maznick yeah. did too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, hey, you know, I, I guess he was trying to balance the karma scales, but it's funny because I didn't respond to one of your texts asking, yeah, but how many cookies did you take? Oh, well, uh, and the reason I didn't respond is I was waiting for tonight because, um, you know, it's not, it's not a big announcement, but it's not a big announcement, but I hit my, um, my, my goal was to be in my size 36 jeans by okay. the time Thanksgiving rolled around uh-huh. and 34 jeans by Phoenix. Right. Um, I, 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 as of 
late last week, got into my 36 jeans nice. comfortably. Comfortably. Nice. Yeah, you've we, been looking good on your photos. So yeah, well, absolutely. When I, well, when I started the program, I was I was wearing 44. When I got back yeah. from yeah. when I when I left for guitar yeah. and in 2014, I was down to my 34s, you know, okay. after and you know, about a year coming back in like late 2017, you know, uh -huh. I, I did the um I did the American thing. I did the patriotic thing. I, you know, ballooned up 80 pounds and well, made no, sure that's not, let's not say that you were essentially contributing to the economy by, you know, doing the American thing of supporting capitalism and, you know, supporting the economy and buying food and all that stuff. And if you bought the food, you're going to have to eat it. It's a, you know, um, yeah, no, so, don't let that thing go to waste. Yeah. So, dude, it is still I'm, I'm on I'm on week 15 of this program. And I will say there, there are some things that, you know, I've had no problem letting go of. But there are those moments where, yeah, I just gave blood. I can go sit over there and have some cookies. But instead, I grabbed a water and a banana and I'm like. Uh -huh. You, you know, the, the awful names I call myself inside my head that I won't repeat on this because uh, it's 2021 and, I, you know, okay. and I'm trying to be be more uh, sure. even, even politically correct in this realm. Sure. But so so I did I didn't respond. But uh, but I still I stand by the, 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 the you know, the the original the original that I'm better than everybody. Uh, <laughs> speaking of pumpkins, we yeah. next weekend are having a pumpkin carving party here. Nice. And we reached out, you know, we'll have like 15, 20 people here, some kids. The okay. management ma management is all about Halloween. As you know, like our right, house right, right. Yep. is year round, like, you know, skulls yep. and creepy stuff and all this stuff. But she she really she had a nice, small COVID yep. safe outdoor carving right. thing last year. This year, it's going right. to be a bigger thing. We invited friend of the podcast, Paul's family, the, okay. the professional. Um, she invited the mom. And uh -huh. the kids, but purposely uninvited Paul said he's not welcome. It will be too embarrassing for everybody else. So, you know, so it was funny. It was, uh, you know, to okay. Paul and his wife. It's like, you can't come, Paul. You will be sh unless you're willing to carve left handed. <laughs> You know, you cannot come and embarrass us, but, uh, but it's full on Halloween here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're planning on doing. Um, yeah. So, you know, strangely, I mean, and you've been to my house, my, my house is in a residential neighborhood yet. We've never had many, uh, trick or treaters. And last year we had zero coming down our street, a zero, zero. you know? So, yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen this year. I think in general, I think, you know, well, Halloween is on in general, I think. And, you know, LA County is in pretty decent shape uh, all in all. So I, I think that's going to continue, but you know, we'll see if anybody shows up this year. So we, we don't get trick or treaters where we live because we live on a very busy street. Mm. Uh, but we do, we, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, you know, we are that house that has a whole right. lawn full of inflatables, <laughs> you know, well, you know, and, like the, a house down the street from me on the way to the grocery store had a 15 foot skeleton. We've been looking for that. Management has been looking. I've, I, I got a 12. I got a 12 foot Grim Reaper, but there's uh, a there's a 15 foot skeleton. There's three it's of like them. Monstrous. It's like, yeah. what the hell? Where did they get that? But I did go like, by a house the other day that had yeah. a makeshift fence like their yard doesn't normally have fencing right, and they right, have right. this chain link with, but it's like a 10 foot high fence and they have absolutely the most gory, like zombies climbing the fence thing. And so it's like, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm 
I, I'm glad that we will have, you know, a semblance of, yep. of, I, yep. I don't, I don't know if they're doing haunted houses and I don't think, you know, we would ship like go in them with the boys just yet, you know, yeah. people jumping out, but it, it's coming back. Um, yeah. So I, I, I sent out a tweet today, you know, Biff, uh, man, I was working today. Ah, God bless you. Management. Let me tell you reason 614 why people really suck as a whole, as a general rule. Overall, okay. we love the show Ted Lasso. I, right, I, I make right, right, I make right. no bones about it that I do not want anything for Christmas. What I ask for every year for Christmas right. is don't get me anything. I, I got all the shit I need this year. The only them I've asked management for is an AFC Richmond uh, Roy Kent, you know, jersey. He's my favorite, you know. My favorite character on the show. Oh, that's a character from the show. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and and if you watch the show, you would love him. You know, like last season, yeah. he was like the guy at the end of his career. You know, like, uh, but a, 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 a real fan favorite, but a tough guy. You know, kind of right, like right. it's kind of like a thirty-eight-year-old Marshant. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. And. And and now there's a more like, you know, maybe Thornton, but sure. Yeah, you know, we'll go with Sean Thornton. We'll go we'll go with Sean Thornton. And but but no, no, not 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 Sean Thornton, because he's a nice, likable guy. This guy is angry at the world all the time. He speaks in he speaks in grunts. And um and you know, anyways, he he he's a great person. So management and I love the show. The season finale drops at 3 a.m. Friday mornings. Okay. And just a couple weeks ago. You know, I, I on all places I see a spoiler on LinkedIn. Right. I was going to look up, you know, I was trying. I knew a, a contact at the Miami Dolphins idea was just moved on, and I kind of wanted to go and see who filled that role and see if I okay. knew the person from Europe. And I'll say I go onto LinkedIn, and it wasn't a big spoiler, but there was a spoiler there before I saw the show. And as as we've learned, you know, one of the reasons management stopped watching Walking Dead uh-huh. is. You know, we were we were back in we were back in L.A. and it airs three hours earlier on the East Coast and people oh, right, she right, loves right, right. in real time on Facebook. Oh, my God, I can't believe that Patrick just died. Yeah, I don't know if that's a person on the show. You know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 I get it. Yeah, it's like, what? the? So we we did. We set our alarm. You know, we do a running. You know, we go running, you know, two or three mornings a week. We got up at the same time we would normally go running. All right. To watch the show. The show. And look, we'd rather watch it on Friday night when she's home from work and we're eating dinner. Yeah. And, you know, but we we had to get up at like 530 in the morning to watch it at like 6 a.m. Just so D-Bags won it. And honestly, well, to t- be to be fair, to be fair, you decided that you would rather wake up at the crack of dawn rather than to stay off social media all day. Well, it's not even stay off social media. It's like, you know, she uses I, I have to. You know, um, shocking. I've I've sworn off. I've, I'm the only person who's never jumped on Facebook, but I might for a work reason have yeah. to create a Facebook right. account. But it's like one of those things you can't do anything. You can't even, you know, uh, yes. Yeah. So and, and in the past, I've stayed off Twitter, but that's how she communicates with friends, Facebook and Twitter. So it was yeah. more for her, you know, than me. But sure enough, by the time you know, we watch the show over at seven. That's what time we got to get the, the boys out of bed and, you know, get ready to get them on the bus at 740. By eight o'clock, honestly, every other tweet was a, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't want to give anything away. But here's a screen grab that gives something away. You oh, know okay. what I mean? And I'm like, you fucking people, you know, well, so, it, it, you know I, I didn't I didn't notice that today because you know what? I was working. 
Yeah, I know. I, well, yeah, yes. Well, you know, you're a grown up and, you know, you're a better person than me, except no, for no, today. I'm I a grown up or a better person. Than anything. I was working. I no. had stuff to do. You know, but I, I did. It's like, you know, I, I have stuff to do after this podcast, too. So there you go. And and I did. I, I, I called like management on the way, you know, you know, to, I had to go to a meeting on my way to get blood. She was on her way to work. I'm like, I'm so glad we did that because, you know, just but literally, you know, if you yeah. post spoilers, you know, within 24 hours of a show being aired. You know, that that's worthy of being tarred and feathered, I think. I, you know, let's bring back tar and feathering people who do that. Uh, but, uh, as, as, you know, not not shockingly, you are the hyperbole, you know, hyperbole guy. This is like an overreaction to a minor issue. No, it's not a minor issue. If you love a show, you know, and, and find out anything. I'm it's sorry. Like, I, and a platform it's, it's disrespectful. where people are, you know, putting out things that are actually literally threatening people's lives because there's vaccine misinformation and you're telling me this is worthy of tar and feather i think yeah yeah this is is, this is my this is my breaking point this is my breaking point um so you and i have talked the billionaires boys club that is you know racing to space each one of them can go fuck off more than the other. All, all of them are pieces of shit. You know, these billionaires are racing to corner the multimillionaire market of like, you know, leisure space travel. Right. Um, you know, it's like I saw this thing like last week I was reading, you know, Elon Musk wants, you know, to get credit for making some $50 million donation. I'm not going to say, hey, $50 million charity isn't a good thing. But if he was paying like the two you know, like, yeah, like like the 2002 tax rate, tax rate like yeah. yeah it'd be like seven billion dollars he sure, would have yeah. paid so it's like yeah and it's like but i will say i gotta i gotta give a i gotta give a nod of the cap in the pr department to jeff bezo this week who decided you know what i'm gonna make room on our next flight for jeff yeah, <laughs> for yeah, captain yeah, james for t kirk yeah, yeah. now i haven't seen if they're going to make him wear a Starfleet outfit or not. But I, I, I think if I was Bezo, I'd be like, dude, you gotta, you, you know, I'm going to take you up into space, but you have to, you can wear the Admiral uniform from, from the later Star Treks, or you can go old school and wear, you know, the, the golden, yeah. you know, Captain Kirk iconic Jersey, but either way, you're not getting on my penis space spaceship, penis, <laughs> you know, shaped spaceship, unless you're dressed as Kirk. So that, you know, but I think as far as the PR PR thing goes, dude, that's awesome. That's well, awesome. I mean, you know, I think the thing is though, I mean, so I think for me, um, SpaceX is a little bit different because they're actually doing like real commercial stuff, like launching, you know, satellites into space. They're doing some stuff that, you know, where the federal government used to do a lot of these launches and he's taking over that. So there's a little bit more that he's doing now. People will argue, especially the astronomers will argue that these people are causing such a space, you know, kind of the orbital clutter that it's really impacting observational astronomy among other things, but at least it, you know, I think compared to the other two guys that are just doing, you know, as you say, right, it's this wanker, wanker race. I think there is a little bit of a difference between uh, SpaceX and everybody else. Not that I like any of those guys, but. No, yeah. I mean, well, it's one of those, again, like Elon Musk, it's like, oh, well, yeah, he should be paying a higher tax rate, but at least he gave $50 million. Anyways, um, I've been dying to talk about, I guess it's the first episode of a new series uh, sports documentary series. It's Netflix version of 30 for 30. Okay. 
And I think we might have talked about crimes and penalties. I don't, dude, I don't remember. Dude, it, the two there's the I forget the name of the show, but the episode is crimes and penalties. You can look okay. it up. Okay. It, dude, in 2004, it's one of those things. If I pitched, if I go into one of my pitch meetings and pitch what I'm about to tell you, I'm going to get laughed out of the room. I, I'm, I'm okay. just going to get laughed out of the room. Okay. Now, it's, this isn't the, the trash. Uh, is it the yep, trashers? It is. It, yeah, it, trashers. it is 100% the trashers. It is yeah. the Sopranos right, meet right, Slapshot. Right, right. Yeah. And I, I, I can't get enough. And it's funny because I called my yeah. sister the other day and she yeah. goes, oh, my God, I was going to call you because somebody sh- you know, she works at the library. Somebody's yeah. like, you like documentaries, right? And my sister's like, right. yeah, you like you like hockey. You got to watch this. Yeah. And she called me. She was going to call me like the next day after I called right, her. Right. And I'm like, Dude, it's it truly is the most mesmerizing thing sports doc I've seen in a while. And the long short of full-fledged forget about it crooked nose you know works in the trash industry mob guy bought his 17 year old son a minor league hockey team because his his son was playing high school hockey his senior year got injured and couldn't play hockey anymore so to make him feel better it's like well i'll buy him a hockey team Mm -hmm. most the most amazing thing is this this kid with the i mean dressed like he wanted to be like eminem you know, so back in 2004, you know, the sideways hat, the chains, like, you know, I, I mean, just look like, yeah. you know, a complete wanker actually put together a real team. And it was like, well, yeah. So I guess crazy. they wanted to win. They wanted to win and they wanted to kind of have, draw a lot of attention. Right. So I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched the whole thing, but what I did hear about is that I actually listened to a podcast, um, where Mike Rupp and I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you noticed Mike Rupp wasn't big, right big, big part of the story right right so um, and so he talked about his appearance on that in that documentary uh, on a podcast uh, in the Missing Curfews podcast and so it's it's that he told a lot of these funny stories about how essentially well you, you know they they asked the agent you know you know or they asked him you know how, you know you know what will it take you know for us to get you to sign for our team. And the, he goes, well, you know, that's the kind of stuff my agent um, uh, handles. And so, you know, R- so Rupp tells, you know, the, the guys, okay, so I told, you know, pass them off to the agent. Then the agent calls me up and he goes up to me, hey, where did you find these guys? Because, you know, they, um, well, you know, they said, you know, they wanted to pay you in cash. It's like, what? <laughs> now, now, now for, for, the, for the two of the four listeners who aren't big hockey yeah. guys. Who is who is this player you're referring to? So Mike Rupp is actually a former NHL player. He's actually uh, an analyst on NHL Network. So if you see this, not not that it's an uncommon look, but this shaved guy with a mustache and a beard, uh, you know, well-spoken guy. Uh, Mike Rupp is one of the regular analysts on the NHL Network, and he's kind of known for um, as a rookie uh, scoring the game-winning uh, uh, Stanley Cup-winning goal uh, for New Jersey on uh, 2000 and. I think it's a 2003. It's two, it's, it is. It's the 2003 yeah, game one. seven yeah. that yeah. I, you know, against against you know, um, the Ducks. Okay. Yeah, and it's funny because here it is. You know, this documentary is like 17 yeah. years later, and he's like, "I'll be going into Madison Square Garden for an event, right. and somebody will come up." It's like, "Oh my God!" When you were on the Thrashers, and he <laughs> and he kind of turns like 90 degrees and points. He goes, "You know, I won a Stanley Cup like 10 <laughs> miles over that way." Yeah. And obviously the circumstance was a weird one. So that year, and, you know, hopefully I'm not giving away any spoilers, but the reason why 
right. an NHL player would even do that is because the NHL was on strike that year. So it's just one of those things that, you know, kind of came along. You, were you the genius who walked into the FNH locker room and gave out the Toronto Maple Leafs undefeated T-shirts? Undefeated no, 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 no. Somebody else, somebody else uh, had that. Okay, because I, I got one of those 2000, yeah. you know, 2004 undefeated, you know, T-shirt. And that yeah. was, you know, that was awesome. No, it's so, dude, so it's one of great. the things that happened. Great documentary. The, yeah. So, and the other hilarious thing, uh, and I don't know if this, the documentary covers it because I haven't watched the documentary, but I guess one of the things that they do like to do was fight a lot, right? And they, they got some legit fighters. In they, there, got right? le- they got legit fighters. Right. Well, it's funny because this kid growing up loved wrestling and his right. father would have like his, at his like 10, 11 year old birthday yeah. party. Dude, we're, we're talking The Rock right. showing up at his house for his birthday. <laughs> like his father's yeah. paying a list wwe wrestlers to show up at this kid so he did he he put together slap shot he was you know but he went out got a real nhl bona fide yeah you know you know second second line to play you know they try to get did they mention they try to get donald brashear they did try to get donald brashear they also got um uh stop don't say it don't say it keith gretzky like like Keith Gretzky, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. who you know? We, we we will get John on at one point. Our you know our good friend John, not to talk his legal career, not no. to talk anything, but he will break down the the you know one of his prized gifts of all time is we got him a uh I think a bunch of us chipped in and got him a Gretzky rookie card. Oh that, right, 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 right. That yeah. he, I, I guarantee you, if it's not still displayed on his desk, it's in the top drawer of his desk. And of course, I'm talking. Oh, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So 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 that was great. Um, you know, an, another thing that you know I watched this week, and just to just to prove that just because there's masks and capes and tights and superheroes or in outer space, I don't love it. Um, but I do. I've absolutely. Um, can be can be objective when it comes to certain stuff. I do not love. I think you're wrong, but okay, go ahead. What if <laughs> the 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 new Marvel series What If, which is okay, but it's a reimagined. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Series. It's pretty cool, right? It's that essentially, basically, they say you know they change. It's kind of like one of those. If change an event and the butterfly effect kind of a thing is that right. basically the idea, right? Right. What 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 happened if? Right. If instead of Peter Quill getting picked up in, you know, the middle of nowhere, middle America, like the rat, you know, the Ravagers actually actually picked up uh, Chichala from, um, you know, from Wakanda and, and how that would change the galaxy. Yeah, it's, kinda, it's, it's almost exactly like, you know, what if the Boston Bruins never treated away Ken Dryden? Right. Right. Exactly. No, that, that, that conversation it, we had earlier. And that's it, a, that domino effect would have been crazy. It would have been crazy, you know, exactly. Right. No, you are 100%. Or, or what if, what if once in the last, I don't know, nearly 60 years, the Maple Leafs didn't shoot themselves in the foot at the worst possible well, that's, time. Well, that's a more general, that's not an event. See, okay. there's, there, you have to pick an event. Like one event, what, one, what if, if, one event. What if, what if like, you know, Reimer made one more save in the third period so that game didn't go to overtime in game seven. And right. I, that's how you have to say it. You have to well, you know, it. if Bill Buckner actually picks up the ball and touches, you know, first base in the 96 World Series yeah. and the Red Sox beat Basically. that drought, do they go on to win three 
in the beginning of this century. Who knows? But anyway, but I, I, I want to like it. And, yeah. and it's been kind of hit and miss. Some episodes, some episodes have been kind of interesting. It's like, you know, one of the Avengers were victims of a zombie outbreak. And now you've got a zombified Captain America, zombified, you know, that, that, that was kind of a fun one. Um, so your, your, your son is out of school age. So you're not dealing right. with certain things. Dude, are you familiar with the tick, the quote unquote TikTok challenges that has been plaguing schools this year across the country, maybe across the world? Oh. No, I saw some TikTok challenge and I can't remember what it was. Um, there, there was, there was yeah. a, it was called the first. So kids haven't been in school yeah. across the globe for a year. Right. And, and and now that people are back, they're making up for lost time of being stupid assholes. Yeah. Uh, it started this, it started a few months, a few weeks ago, because school's right. only been in a session five weeks. It was called the swiping challenge where. Okay. You do you had to go in and like swipe things like a fire extinguisher from the school or okay. a sink, a, a sink from the bathroom, like like actually major damage to schools. And here's the great thing. But you had a you had a videotape yourself doing it, you know, but, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, there was that TikTok lick challenge where you had to go into like grocery stores and lick. Oh, like, yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so the, the COVID lick challenge. I remember that. You know, yeah. It's like, holy fuck. So it, it started off. Okay. This So about two or three days ago, one of my sons mentioned something. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then the next day or the day after, on like the local news radio, I hear, oh, and I, I think it's called the smack a teacher challenge, where you're supposed to videotape yourself walking up and smack a teacher. Jesus. Like, and but here's the fucked up thing. It's like, not only are dumbass kids doing it, which, uh, what's that word? Oh yeah. Assault. They're yeah. videotaping themselves to it because, you know, you can't just right. go on TikTok and say, Hey man, I right, smacked right, right. my English teacher upside the head today, dude. I should, you know, I will, I will actually post it on Twitter about 10 minutes before I got on the podcast. Yeah, we got a letter from the school saying they're aware of these challenges and the and the digital age and the social media thing, yeah. but they're and they're taking these challenges very seriously and suggest having talked with your kids. Here's my talk with my kid. Hey, dumbass, don't ever do something like this. The conversation's <laughs> over. And if you are dumb enough to do something like that, please be smart enough not to be dumb enough to record yourself doing it and putting it online. But that's the world we live in, Biff. That's the world we live in. You know, I I try to not be, you know, not to give too much credence to a lot of these, you know, conspiracy theorists. But the fact that TikTok is owned by the, you know, by the Chinese, you know, by a Chinese company, and that this thing is causing all this kind of, you know, it's like I start to think, you know, maybe they're not completely wrong about this one. Yeah. Right, right. No, it's 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 that is ridiculous because like I also remember there was. Uh, and this might, I don't think this was on TikTok, but they had that cinnamon challenge for a yeah, while. And obviously yeah. We had the Tide Pods and everything else. Like, why? When, when Rob Ronkowski has to be the voice of reason to post something to say, hey, please don't eat Tide Pods. You know what I mean? It's like, Biff, this is why we can't have nice things. It's actually why those things are a big pain to open. Right. Yeah. You know, if, if pop tarts come with with cooking instructions and Thai pot doesn't, you know, there's a reason for it. There's a fucking reason for it. So I've had I've had quite the interesting last two weeks in the 
almost working, almost not working. Uh, and the last two weeks, like I've talked about my my attempts to buy a single A baseball team. Oh, right, that, right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, I got approached by this league to help, you know, to help buy a team in trouble. And then they were going to be for sale and then they're not going to be for sale. And now the owner of this team has flaked on the last two owners meeting, but ghosted on us. But hey, help us. Hmm get this expansion team in Maine. And there was this big golf outing today that I've never golfed. I'm never going to golf, but I had to drive to it for the first hour to say hi to people. But the guy we've been dealing with for like the last month and a half of Maine. Yeah. Texas last night. Oh, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's like, dude, we paid to enter this paid for you to be part of a foursome to enter this. So we could actually talk to these other people. And now the night before you're not coming. So it's like, you know, but you were those, surprised when you heard this. I, you know, you know the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the place that I told you, like the mill number five, I've been talking to the guy for months. He's like, yeah, we're opening up. We were doing well before the pandemic, but we really need to up our entertainment and outreach game. And, we, you know, a, a few people have pointed us in your direction because of what you do with the NFL and NASCAR and the Maybubble. Like, and every time we sit down to have a meeting, it's like, oh, this is great. And then a week later, it's like, yeah, but I'm not sure, you know, can you explain, can you give me the same exact information again, but just put it in a different order and maybe I'll wrap my head around it this time. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. And then, and then I get an email from, you know, the USO who, uh-huh. Essentially, essentially, I had a meeting the other day saying, hey, Jock, all the stuff you've done for us in AFU the last couple of years, we want to hire somebody to do exactly what you're doing for us already. Um, and you we know love- anyone? <laughs> right. We'd love to talk to you more about what we're trying to do. And at the end of the call, it's like, do you think you can help us recruit somebody? I'm like, shh. Sure. You know, it's like, why? So wait, why? wait, 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 wait. So let me, so, so they've essentially invited you to Dick Cheney this thing. Is yeah. that what you're telling me? P- pretty pretty Is much. Is that what you're telling me? And, and, and I'm just like looking at, and I'm like, be polite, be polite. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, no. you know, don't, well, you don't. know, there's all these, you know, people, you know, like there's people with this kind of experience, but you know, you know, with what you're doing, they really have to be familiar with a lot of these war zones, like, you know, or these military areas, like, you know, the Middle East. And, you know, in terms of, you know, people with experience, like in that area, or maybe right. even somebody who may have lived there for a while. You know, I, you know, you know yeah. well, and, and she basically like, we need somebody with a production background. You know, I produced a couple of concerts for them. We need somebody who understands what a mission statement is and what it means to like, you know, the outreach to the people on basis. It's like, huh, I've got on a plane to travel around the world to go to your base. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, and like I said. So did you outright ask them if you if, if, if you didn't just outright ask them? Well, I can do that. Well, well I, I left it at that. I'm like, well, you know, I look and I did that. I'll be I have to consider it. I did. I, I said, oh, yeah, you know, um, I got somebody in mind, you know, I could set up a meeting. Uh, hold on a second. Let me check their availability. And I just took my, my calendar off the wall behind me. And I'm like, uh, I'm free next Tuesday. And the woman is laughing. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, she's and she she's like, oh, well, I didn't know if you were, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Let me I said nicely. I'm like, it's a long weekend. Let me wrap my head around it. And let me circle back to you. And, and it, but it's one of those things. Well, like, they, you know, they, they might have thought that they couldn't afford you, right? Because, like, part of it is, is that because they're, you know, they're expecting to pay you on, 
a per project basis that they normally paid you out. But if you're going to be actually salaried, then it's probably a different well, story, on, right? On one hand, if if they if I did two big projects, one in October for the USO and one in December for AFE last year. Right. And what I made on AFE, it's like, yeah, if I did three of those projects a year, I wouldn't have to do anything else. Like like right. like I I kept right. But but here's the thing. It's like, yeah, if you were if I was going to produce three of them, I wouldn't want the full time. But on the other hand, I haven't done something since December because they keep every call I have. It's like, wow, this virtual stuff went huge, but we want to get back to going on tours and we want to line up. But then they're like, oh, we can't do tours because what's that thing? What's that thing? Oh, right. COVID. That's plaguing the globe. You know, it's funny because it was about fake a, news. Fake news. About a month ago, they're like, "Yeah, we started this tour, and three days into it, you know, canceled this big, you know, Japan Korea yeah. tour." I'm like, "Oh, you canceled the Japan tour? You mean the country that was trying to get out of hosting the Olympics this year because 90 <laughs> percent of the people well, said the people didn't want it. The, the government was 100 percent for it, right? Right. But, yeah. Right. But that's the thing. It's like it, it, you know, and, and so, anyways, it's it's been a a a a big two weeks of yeah, big, big, big almost, but yeah, uh, well, you know, and, and now the big almost that I'm following is uh, it turns out the guy who used to live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you know, after yeah. after Barack and before Joe, who's trying to um, because, you know, the walls are closing in with this January 6th thing is trying to exert executive privilege on White House documents. Uh, fun fact. I don't be being being a Japanese national and, and, and a Canadian citizen. You might not know this, but I'm not uh, a Canadian citizen, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. you're not. You don't have no. a Canadian. Do you ever have a Canadian no. passport? No. Oh, fuck those ice packs in. I hear what you're saying. Uh, you didn't say that. I put those words into your mouth. But uh, he uh, but it turns out you can't you can't declare executive privilege when you're not the president anymore. <laughs> so. And Joe Biden just said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right. Yeah. Hey, leave Bill Belichick out of this. We'll get to sports in a few minutes. But that's not what I was implying, but, but sure. But it, but it is. It's funny that it's like, yeah, he released a statement. And of course, you know, he has ex-president is out there saying, oh, ignore these subpoenas. And you know what? If I was Steve Bannon and there was no threat of being arrested for, you know, ignoring uh, a congressional subpoena yeah sure i would ignore it if the democrats don't put on big boy pants or big girl pants or or, or, or pants suits whatever you want to wear no judgments uh if nancy pelosi can wear whatever the fuck she wants but if they don't honor those subpoenas and you don't do anything about it well then that's that's on you you know if, if that that's 100 percent on you you know if, if 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 the irs says biff you owe us these back taxes uh, pay us if you want. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking you're going to reach into the wallet and pay those back taxes. You know, not I'm not casting dispersions and saying Biffo's back taxes. Back off, Joe. No, but but if you know, but it's one of those things. It's like you know, if there's if we have a warrant for your arrest and we would like you to nicely come down to the police station, but if you don't, eh, it's okay. You don't have yeah. to. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. so, so I, mean, I am. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is kind of wacky though, right? It's like. And I don't know how it play it's gonna play out because didn't he have preemptive pardons for some people but not everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, yeah. It's like for for, so no, for crimes the, you know, so, known and unknown, right? So I don't know what the you know what the scorecard is for those those people who are you know who are, I mean I would think that if you were um, granted that uh, you know that uh, 
all-encompassing uh, pardon, then they can respond to the subpoena and it wouldn't matter, right? Well, I mean, in this case, they don't have, you know, no one's saying that's what it is, but he's yeah. just flat out telling people, yeah, yeah it, you know, yeah. ignore them. And it's got to be crazy. You know, one morning you wake up and you are the most powerful person on the planet. You, you really are. Right, right, right. And yeah. a few hours later, you're you. You're me. Yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah, some well. other fuck, you know, yeah. uh, to, to some extent. But, yeah. but you know, on the other hand, it's, it's you know, even on a local level, I was just reading the other day that the, the head of like the L.A. Sheriff's Department said, yeah, we're not going to honor the mandates for COVID. If, if our, I will lose a third of my sheriffs if I mandate vaccine policy. Right. Well, that, I think that's the county sheriff, right? And not the LAPD, I thought. Is that, is that what right? it is? You, you're I, closer I, to it, but so I should, I should, I should be paying better attention to it. But I thought that was Villanueva. But when, uh, when so. do, when do, I mean, it's like the whole thing. It's like if you're ahead of a law apparatus and you're picking and choosing what laws you want to follow for you and your own people. It's like, yeah, that's kind of not how this works. We all agree to the set of rules, and if this mandate goes in there, and that's another thing. It's like, okay, well. Don't follow the mandate, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, good luck getting another job, you right. know? Well, it, it's usually, it, there usually is some kind of uh, these, you know, guidelines on a lot of these things, right? But this is, the thing that's distinctive about this is that this is the, you know, the department basically unilaterally saying that, yeah, we're, not, we're ignoring what you guys think we should be doing. And part, but I mean, part of it is, is that I, I think in general, and I think this is pretty consistent ar around the country is that. A lot of the police forces are against, and not just police forces. I think um, the first, re you know, first responders in general. I think even the fire side is against, you know, being, you know, against the vaccine, you know, mandate. So, yeah, but I mean, again, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have to have the polio vaccination to go to school. You have to, you know what I mean? All these basic, basic things. But you know, it, the demerit, the, yeah, the demasery continues. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't get it, you know, but you know, whatever, you know, you know, who's, like, you know, who does take crime serious, the people in your homeland. That's so correct. Why don't you that's break down this week's week in crime in Japan? So this week is a really, you know, uh, it, it, it is that heinous crime of, you know, drinking and driving. And this guy, and I don't know if you watched the reenactment. Which and, which one? Because there was the there was right, the animated the overhead shot, right, right. which which was one form of like two D right. animation, yep, and right. then there was the three D like animation, <laughs> the the moving silhouettes with the voiceover. Right, right, right. You know, right. so but before the first wait, wait, wait. Is, is before actual, before you talk yeah. about this crime, yeah. I do want to say the alleged uh -huh. perpetrator. Uh huh. Dude, that guy had fantastic hair. He did. That he guy does. had yeah. fantastic, and and, yeah. I, and and to be honest, I I was like, oh. You usually don't see that kind of hairstyle, you know, on, a, yeah. on you know, he fantastic yeah. hair. OK, yeah. I yield the floor. No. Nah, so the 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 auto part was kind of boring. Essentially, the dude, he was, uh, you know, uh, he it was a DUI incident where he essentially went uh, over the guardrails and ran into a convenience store with uh, with another 19 year old woman, you know, in the in the passenger seat. And she got injured, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the interesting part. Um, he actually then gets on the phone and calls one of his buddies and said, Hey, can you just like act like you were the one driving, you know? And so he basically uh, got his buddy to show up and said, Oh, I don't know what happened. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, I just must've missed something. And then so basically the dude acted as if he was the one driving, 
But then apparently the stories didn't really quite add up and everything else. And they eventually decided that, yeah, I think that you were driving and you called the dude and, you know, basically had him uh, act like, you know, he did the driving. So the reenactment of the, the du- people kind of talking, interacting, that's that was that. that was, so you saw that little phone thing so and whatever. I, yeah. I'm, pl- I'm playing, you know, I'm playing stickball in and, and my backyard and over mass with my friend Ron yeah. circa 1986. So oh, 1986, 87. So I got my driver's license late 85, 86. My 14 year old brother comes running into the backyard, panicked. He wrapped my parents' car around a pole two miles away. Right. And he didn't know what to do. So he ran home. Um, <laughs> my brother was 14. So my brother and I run back. Uh-huh. You mean? So my brothers right. now run four miles. Okay. Right, right. And we get there with the idea of me telling the cops that I was driving. Yeah. So, cause I have my license, right? Right. You know? And I was like, Oh, I got scared. I ran home. And some nice old guy who saw the thing uh, saw my brother's like, Oh, are you okay? And my brother's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, and the cops like, oh, why is he okay? It's like, Oh, he was driving. <laughs> I thought you were driving. And then by that point, my brother's adrenaline started to wear, wear off. Yeah. He, yeah. he broke his foot. Oh, geez. And he ran two miles home and two Jesus. miles back. And this nice old guy oh was actually God. concerned about me. And then, and then it's like, we had that thing. It's like, my parents had the option of having my brother arrested to get the insurance to cover it or eat. And it was, it was like their secondhand car, but it's like, yeah, so I can't, I can't fault that guy too much because, you know, my brother and I tried the same thing when I was like 16 and he was 14. So if only he had a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What would, what would, what would, what would I, there weren't that? cell phones in, but there were car phones. But I wonder what a, that a car phone back in 1986 would have cost at least three times as much as that car cost. It was like That's a secondhand yeah, Subaru. So, but, you know, oh, uh, and before we move on, though, one thing that I didn't, you know, and I didn't, I kind of didn't post it, but, um, and I'm going to post it into the chat. And I, you're on the, if you're on the computer right now, um, this is something, this is actually, if you, if you click that link, it'll take you to a webpage that's on the same, you know, it's the, and check that out. Some, a gift for you, for your wife. Oh, hey, where is this? This is in an area called Odaiba. So, you know, for our, for our viewers who are not viewers, um, it's, there's, um, so the, uh, the Sanrio, the Hello Kitty store in an area called Odaiba has gone Halloween mode for the month of October. That's awesome. So essentially everything is in in basically black tone. So that 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 is fantastic. How do I get out of this damn window? No, that that that's fantastic, man. Um no, she 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 will definitely you know, loving Hello Kitty, loving Halloween. You know, we're we're going to Ireland and uh, in England next year and the year after we're trying to get, you know, we're targeting a trip to to you know, Japan in two to three years. So, uh, so, you know, hopefully they do that when we get there. So moving on to random video game reviews, uh, I, you know, not, not, well, it's funny because one of the proposals that I said to that mill number five place, um, I, to do a retro video game night. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, uh, you know, maybe I'll post like the proposal that I sent the guy, because you will get a kick out of this. Two weeks ago, I had to bring in a PS4 to have a new USB drive put on the oh, back. Okay. And okay. we walked into this. It, it's a retro video store about a, okay. 45 minutes from here. We walked in and my little guy, honestly, 
Papa, this place looks like Joe's basement. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. So I'm going to call the event if we do it a monthly retro yeah. goodie. I like, call it Joe's basement and yeah. like and bring in 10, you know, six to 10, like PlayStation ones, Atari right. 2600s, you know, yeah. all, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, as far as the video game goes, you know, maybe I'll have it updated. But a friend of mine just texted me the other day. It's like they are releasing Netflix, had a four part, um, um, a four-part Resident Evil based on a video, one of their video games last month, and I guess okay. they produced another one that they're going to be dropping next month. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it was fine. The content was pretty fun, you know. I mean, uh, it's really interesting because when I say based on this game or that game, they're in this certain house from the game or this certain right, map. Right. So, like, right, you know, right. when this guy's running from point A to point B, oh, like you kind of know what if you if you play the game, you kind of know where it's going. Yeah, so, so, that's, so, that's cool. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Yeah, no, so I am. I'm looking I'm looking forward to and it's one of my favorite games. It's based on Resident Evil 2. Um yeah. so speaking of baseball, you know I've swore off Major League Baseball almost a decade ago. And uh, well, for, for me 1994, so. Okay, you know. because you know, I don't blame you. And um uh, but you know, for me and we won't get into why, but I will say I I I could I can't I can't name three players on the Red Sox. I I can't. Uh, but I can say I did hear there was going to be a one-game playoff with the Yankees. Right, I did right. not watch it. I did not right. tune in. But right. in the middle of the night when I got up to go to the bathroom, I grabbed the phone and I asked my girlfriend, Siri, like, hey, what was the score of the Red Sox-Yankee game? And it did warm my heart a bit. Not not so much hearing that the Red Sox won. But the Yankees lost. Yeah. But the Yankees lost. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I don't love the Red Sox anymore or baseball. Uh, but I still fucking hate the Yankees. Well, I, and I don't know the details of it, but I was hearing that on that on the last day of the season, there was a potential, you know, you know, chaos scenario apparently. And a I don't four way tie. Yeah, there would there, yeah. there, there could have been a four way tie, tie for right? one playoff spot, which they yep. would have then had to do. I think they would have done like a round robin wild card game to see who plays in the wild card yeah. game. So that would have been awesome, but it didn't happen. It, it would have been awesome, but yeah. but it worked out to come down to a one game series. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I hear one game series at Fenway between the Yankees and Red Sox. It's oh. like, oh, you know, that I flash back instantly to 10 year old me watching that at my uncle's house and Bucky fucking Dent, yeah, well, you, you know. know, with with a blue fly. Speaking but, of uh, if he ain't cheating, he ain't trying. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so uh, so now what do I see here about? uh Carrie uh, Price. Carrie Price, yeah. So, do you know what the Players Assistance Program is? I don't, but I can guess. Yeah. So, what they've done is that um, uh, there used to be a, a program that they call, I can't remember what it was called. It's called like the Substance Whatever, you know, Recovery Program or something like that. Um, they never announced this, but uh, over the course of the offseason, they renamed that program to this thing called the Players Assistance Program. And the idea is, is that this Players Assistance Program covers uh, a player's needs, and it, uh, that is essentially non-injury related. So we're talking about it could be substance related, or it could be mental health related, and you don't know, right? And so the idea is, is that Carey Price, whatever is going on with them, says that, you know, I need help, and I'm going to take advantage of this program. And so he's basically, it's kind of a leave from the team, right? So one thing that I, I was kind of impressed about is that, wow, like NHL kind of got this right, which is shocking because NHL, you know, listen, I love the sport, but NHL, the league, as far as how it's run, has been garbage. But oh, yeah, no, they go out of their way to do the wrong thing all the time. Yeah, 
But I think this time around, I think they got it right. And so now, and what, what it does is that, it, so it basically led to a lot of these announcements that said, hey, listen, number one, this is a good thing that he's, you know, doing this. He's, you know, you know, saying that he needs this help. We don't know what help he needs, but whatever it is, it's good that, you know, he can seek help and, you know, and get it. And number two is that this is what we need as role models, because there are plenty of people who essentially don't know that they can get help or don't think that they should get help. And to see, you know, somebody that some, some kid might idolize doing this, you know, that might be something down the line. So, you know, and obviously those are, you know, maybe stretches or whatever, or maybe, don't, you know, it you know, only happened once every so many times, but still I think it's progress, which I was just, I was amazed that, you know, NHL was on the forefront of this. So now, you know, is, that the NHL, is that the NHL or is that the NHL players association? It's actually a it? combination though, right? Because what okay. it is, is that they have to essentially do it in uh, coordination, right? Because uh, it is a coordinated effort, right? Uh, and even the NHLPA did a lot of this wrong, right? So, um, so yeah. Well, good. I, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking a few weeks about Ted Lasso. If you get caught up, but I want to, you know, anybody who watches it. But it, but you know, they they touch on like mental health and sports, yeah. and and yeah. which is funny because they do that show. They shot that show a year ago. You know what I mean? That yeah. that show shot a year ago, and then what happened the summer at the Summer Olympics right, and, right. and and stuff. So it's kind of funny how that show was a yeah. bit ahead of the curve on the yeah. no. It, Look, yeah. you know, it, it, when we watch TV shows with the boys, sometimes we stop and talk about things. Yeah. And there was a mental health thing, you know, a little while ago. And our little guy was there and, and his mom and I stopped it. And we're like, you know, everybody talks about being healthy from the neck down. Yeah. yeah. And and it's 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 just getting to the point where people are really opening up about the neck up. And we told them a story, you know, that, that hit our family where, you know, my mom was upset that, you know, that work got out that, you know, you know, somebody in the family was, was having a mental health struggle. And I remember my sister saying, mom, if they, if it was cancer, you'd be, Oh, look how brave they're fighting this, but you're trying to hide it because it's a mental health thing. And that's why mental health is so out of control and it's hard to find. So no, that's everywhere. That's everywhere. It it, it is everywhere. But, but, you know, so we're like, dude, you know, you know, and, and the person anyway, so, so I, I'm glad Um, now, now mental now, do you throw that as in the mental health category when uh, an NFL coach in a, a Division One, you know, legendary coach uh, has a situation in a bar making really bad decisions? I, you know, I just think, well, you know, we're obviously talking about Urban Meyer, and you know, I just, I just wanted to point out that it was hilarious that every news story that I saw characterized this as, you know, you know, a woman who is not his wife is, is is doing, you know, and they described the, what she was doing, you know, basically kind of grinding in front of him. And, you know, he looks, you know, Urban looks, you know, drunk out of his mind, but yeah. I mean, if your team is like winless and, you know, and they literally suck and you're doing this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, obviously there was other details that came out that was worse because, well, he didn't fly home with the team because he was going to have, you know, dinner with his family, but it turns out that his wife stayed home and with his baby. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, you know, I, it, dude, it, it, just like players, it's a big step up from college division one in the pros. And it's yeah. it's just a little. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the guy for all intents and purposes, everything I've know about him over the years, I've never met him. Yeah. I've not financially been affected by him. I, I'm not a big and whatever. But, yeah, I don't hear a lot of good things about Urban Meyer. So uh, 
So, yeah. And, and again, getting back to, you know, my what my sons are facing in this world of TikTok challenges and don't do stupid things on TikTok. You know what? Urban Myers, uh, be better. Yeah. Yeah. Be, you, you know, be, be, you know, be, be, be better. Uh, what are you watching? I, I detailed a lot of the stuff I'm watching. What, what yeah, do you suggest? Uh, I'm going to start Squid Game. My family's been raving over it. I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't had the chance. They, so. they watched it. Are they done with it? <laughs> uh, no, they're not done with it, but I want to try to catch up with them. And so um, I, I'm probably going to try to catch up tonight since uh, I don't have FNH, but we'll see. We're, we're two episodes in, you know, yeah. two, two episodes in. So I won't mention anything except yeah. it's throw my little guy that the bad American voice or the bad English voiceover isn't matching the subtitles. So, you know, he's reading the subtitles as he's listening to it. He's like, that's not what they said. <laughs> You know, so I, and I don't know why you can't get that right. I, you know what I mean? I don't know why the people who had the English voiceover didn't talk to the caption people and say, hey, yeah. and some of it, some of it, we've gone back. It's like, dude, they, they weren't even close. <laughs> you know, it's I like, do, I should do that with some of the Japanese ones one of these days because I hate, I, I never watch the Japanese ones dubbed. If I oh, can, so. I, I, re I remember having a conversation with you this is going back like 15, maybe 20 years mm -hmm. when Iron Chef, not uh -huh. Iron Chef America, yeah, like when yeah. they first. And I said to you, OK, either the English translation from Japanese to, to English isn't exactly what's being said or everybody in Japan is a moron, yeah. you know, Be yeah. because the trans like I'm watching American Chef and it's like and they're having some women say, oh, I like squid. Squid is good. I can't wait to eat squid. I like squid. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm guessing if this is a renowned Japanese chef that she probably said something more eloquent yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so, yeah. So bad, bad, bad typos. Um, so, again, I'll just say watch that lasso. It's great. It's beyond great. Yeah. And uh, parenting tip. Do you got one? Not this week. Okay. So, um, my kids are back in school and I'm setting some, some parameters with the boys. It's great that they're making friends and starting to go out. And I do not mind being the dad who drives everybody around. I don't. Okay. And in fact, I kind of like that because I know where you're going and I know when you're coming home. But one thing is it's interesting in our town because it's so diverse. A lot of the boys friends are first generation and parents don't speak the language. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's been a little bit trying because, you know, both the boys are going to a roller skating place the other day and both need me to pick up a buddy. And I'm like, OK, well, make sure everybody knows two things. A, everybody's wearing masks in the car. You know what I mean? You know that we're still doing that. And secondly, no one's getting in my car until I talk to their parents, because I'm glad you're making friends and making plans to go out. Uh, you're 11, you little fucker. And 11 year olds don't get to dictate, you sure. know, picking yeah. up their friend. But we were over two the other day because one of my son's friends spoke the mom spoke spanish so his older sister had to come down with mom right and, and translate that you know and, and then the the other one spoke portuguese and 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 i kind of with the other one who's 11 who's translating for his mom i'm like okay well tristan you know it closes at nine but i'm tristan i'm picking tristan up at 8 30 do you have to be home before 8 30 he asked his mom and she goes oh whenever and i'm like 
did she really say whenever on a school <laughs> night to 11 year old and, and you could have you could have called joe up to do this for you you know it's funny because <laughs> i because you know joe is in the category with my wife where my wife under my wife can watch korean television and get uh -huh. 60 to 70 percent of it uh -huh. but there would be that tape delay where she has to think about it because yeah. the same thing like joe's joe's father <laughs> passed away 20 years ago right. and, and, and he goes portuguese he didn't speak Portuguese in the house per se. Portuguese was spoken in the house as a way to talk without him knowing what they were saying. Oh, yeah, that's good. You yeah. know, versus oh, that's we're going to speak Portuguese. But so he he you know so his dad primary primary language was Portuguese. But I did I I called him and I because I told my little guy who's his two best friends you know both sets of his parents uh, are from Brazil. Right, right, right. And he's like, yeah. oh, I want to learn Portuguese. I'm like, well. Uh, let's hope they teach it in junior high or high school, buddy. But that, be, but I did, you know. So there was a language barrier, but I'm like, language barrier, be damned. Like, you know, I'm gonna get parental consent before kids get in my car. Obviously, obviously. And, 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 and I'm Especially not taking because you know you have that you know the van with no you know windows. With no windows. Like hey, yeah. So. And, and 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 like I tell the boys, you know, you know, strangers, strangers have the best candy. But I did. And then yeah. the same thing. It's like, OK, so the little guy, I'm like, OK, why can't you... I go all the way to the back of the van, dad? <laughs> yeah, that, that place is off limits. But we uh, you guys <laughs> we, we, if this van's around. But when when we drop the kid off, I'm like, OK, squish, you got to walk because kid lives up on the third floor. I'm like, you got to you got to walk up with him and make sure he gets in the place because, you know, he doesn't have a cell phone. I'm not leaving here until he waves from that window you know what i mean that he got in the apartment yeah. all that so you know so I'm, I'm having these back to school in person making new friends challenges but i'm i'm really strict with the ground rules like like everyone's yeah, wearing yeah, a mask in the car you know everyone's wearing a mask in my car you know i can't patrol you guys when you get to the roller skating place but uh i will be poking my head in when i come to pick you up so make sure that you guys have your masks on you know i'm not yeah. i'm not their parents I can only make suggestions, but, but so that, that's been my busy week. Um, and that's it, Biff. I'm very much looking forward to talking to the comedian, Greg, yeah. as, as always, it was great, you know, chatting with you. And with that, I turn the mic over. Uh, okay. So, you know, I gotta say, uh, this one thing I didn't touch on was this is a great week for me. I went to my first concert since the pandemic and uh it was a heavy metal show and i had a great time and there is a little bit of that pent-up thing that you know you get uh, i'm sure everybody has uh, dealt with this and obviously um many of you who've been working from home and had that kind of you know always locked up and being in the same place thing for the year and a half you know it gets old and when i got out there you know and had that whatever you know two hours of that release you know, it, I came back tired, but a very changed man. So, you know, I think as we go through all of this, I just want everybody, you know, don't forget.